Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Thanks for listening and for being a part of the Abby Roberts Show on today's News Talk, TNT. Hello, world. I'm Abby Roberts, and this is the Abby Roberts Show here on today's News Talk TNT. Quite literally, Danamati. It's Thursday morning in uh, London, uh, looking quite spring-like outside. Not raining, which makes a change. Still have to wear a you know a hood and an anorak and a and a jumper. Uh, to, and I know uh, in Australia now you've got very very warm weather. You lucky lucky bastards. So I'm really hoping that spring and summer will get here very very quick because to be honest with you, I've had enough of the cold weather. Uh, so here we are. There's another jam-packed show uh, coming up. My two guests are Callum Smiles, and I'm hoping that he is smiling today to give us all a bit of a lift. And also my friend Ed, uh, the techie, is coming up as well. So can't wait for that. Yes, indeed. And you, the listeners, the viewers, are very, very important to me, my darlings, because without you, I'm just a woman sitting in a padded room talking to herself. But that's enough about what I get up to at the weekend. Uh, you can talk to me in the live chat, which is on, uh, you can go to the website, tntradio.live. You can have an app on your phone. If you've got that kind of phone, you might not have that kind of phone, which is fo- absolutely bloody fine by me. So get an app, uh, tntradio.live, and you can watch the show, and you can contact me in the live chat. Oh, and we've got some bodida Abby's already, which means good morning, Abby, in Welsh. You can also email me, Abby Robert tntradio.live please get the emails in because I love to read them and I've got a couple coming up in a second I'm going to read to you and of course you can also go old school you know what I'm going to say in a minute you can get on the old dog and bone which is cockney rhyming slang for phone and here are the numbers to call darling our lines are open from the US and Canada call 1-888-201-6425 from the UK, call 033-0024-1026. And from Australia and New Zealand, call 1-800-670-310. Free speech is alive and well on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Milk and two sugars. Oh, hello. Um, and welcome back. Yes, yeah, sorry, I just getting myself a cup of tea there from my uh, from my assistant. Uh, emails that you've sent in. Uh, I've got one here from a lovely man who spoke to me yesterday. Uh, was it yesterday or the day before? I can't remember. I think it was yesterday. Called Daz Sim, and he's in Country Victoria, Australia. Oh, bless you, mate. And it says here. How's about a duet then, on air, live and all? You can find some of my work. He's basically, he's a singer-songwriter, Darren Sim, and he says, bring back 1987 with a kiss and a purple heart. Well, I have to say, and it's unusual for me because sometimes I do get songs sent to me and I listen to, and I, well, I don't listen or I just, or if I do listen, I go, oh, ee, ooh. I've got to say, Darren, really good really really good um i think you you said you're influenced by uh scary monsters um and young and i can hear the david bowie i can hear the young americans uh, uh influence in the tracks original tracks properly good so well done maybe we can do a duet one day i love that uh obviously of an original because we haven't got um we haven't got uh, what's it blanket licensing on this station but i'd love that 
Um, and I've actually written original songs myself, you know, as you do. Years ago, after my divorce from uh, my wanker of a husband, I wrote 30 songs. <laughs> and actually pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. And sold a couple of them. Right, so... Um, Another email from uh, Simon Marsh in Hampshire, which is in the, uh, so people not in the UK, it's kind of in the West Country, Hampshire. They talk like that in Hampshire, they do. Yeah, it's like uh, beautiful where the New Forest is. So any Aussies who've got bees in this country, you've got, Hampshire's really beautiful. If you go to the New Forest, you've got the ponies wandering around. Beautiful. So this is Simon's message. Timely mention of the Marxism topic, Abby. I watched and learnt about it from Tucker Carlson, interviewee last night, who wrote her book called Mao's America. Right, that's interesting. I'll have to look that up. And he says, love your show and TNT. Yes. Why are you watching anything else, you crazy people? you got the BBC, ITV, Channel 4 and Channel 5, and they all just go, bleh, bleh, same, 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 narrative, 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 parasite, sicking up the same old rubbish. So just come here and watch this, uh, watch uh, watch our shows, because uh, they are bloody good. And we speak about anything. As you know, nothing is off topic. And I even slip some rude words in. Uh, I even slip the odd Jeremy Hunt in, which is rhyming slang, of course. For, uh, for the other, for something else. Um, so that's interesting. Yes, the topic of Mao. Well, it's interesting because, you know, I bought up, um, I bought up uh, Chairman Mao's uh, little red book yesterday on the show uh, in one of my uh, one of my newspapers and I've got actually a little newspaper I've got a little thing here uh, one that I didn't read out so I'll be doing that in a second um, yes we're seeing a very very interesting phenom phenomenon easy for me to say uh, crossing the west um, which is um, essentially uh, collectivism communism which never went away the ideology that you can uh, i talk about stalin's harvest of sorrow well that's what you're seeing when you have people like tedros guedes i don't know what his, i can't remember his surname uh, the other who why is the who talking about climate change and what you can eat it's because it's an ideology. They want to suppress, they want to basically take away all the rights from people to grow, have land, grow their own stuff, eat healthily or eat whatever you want. Um, and, uh, and then they can, well, it's basically a land grab, essentially. So go and look at your history books because that's exactly what Stalin did. That's exactly what they did in North Korea. And that's exactly what they did in China as well. Um, and so essentially it's kind of, it's an ideology that we thought was gone, ta-ra, uh, but has... Um, the weeds are still are still rising, um, and of course, there's always somebody who thinks collectivism is a good idea. You see, to round people up and say you must do this, you must do this, but not as individuals. Oh no, no, you can't protest, you can't uh, you can't be against um, government overreach and uh, have individual views. No, you've got to come along with us. Um, or essentially, you'll end up, as many people did, in, in a gulag uh, in, in Stalin's case or, or hanging from a lamppost in uh, Mao's China or North Korea. Um, I mean, they, they, it got so bad um, in, when they had their uh, harvest of sorrow in North Korea that they had to basically resort to cannibalism to stay alive. That is, all, that is what happens when things go too far and individuals aren't allowed to go, no, 
not in my name. Right, what have we got here? We've got a paper that I didn't uh, I didn't read yesterday, um, and very interesting uh, story, which I for very remiss of me to forget. Uh, Royals shocked by sudden death. So Tom Kingston, the husband of Lady Gabriella Kingston, the daughter of Prince and Princess Michael of Kent, was found dead in Gloucestershire on Sunday. He was 45, suddenly dead. Now, you could say, well, people die all the time. Yes, they do indeed, and sometimes they die suddenly. But not in the numbers that we've been seeing. Definitely not in the numbers. We, I mean, when I said that on GB News, honestly, it was like I'd just taken a huge dump on the table. Unbelievable. It was like, oh, you can't possibly say that. Well, I bloody well did. And then I was never asked back on again. Um, so much for free speech. What else have we got here? Young favour social media for news, but don't trust it. <laughs> the irony. Young people, young people, good to say it in a northern accent, get most of their news from social media, even though they think that it is far less trustworthy than television or newspapers. Well, young people, let me just say to you, you've got to really rethink your life choices, because if you're watching TV news and, uh, and uh, reading newspapers without having a critical eye, of uh, like we're doing, which is what's going on, then uh, then I, I've, I have nothing to, I mean, what, what are you doing with your lives? Just get on, look at, go to, look, go down some rabbit holes, see what else is there. Join, look at, watch TNT, watch my show, because uh, it's absolutely full of fascinating, fascinating stuff. Um, yeah, so that's young people. Oh, there's, a, there's actually a cute, um, there is a cute uh, picture of uh, tiny baby pigs. Tiny baby piglets. Oh, love and love. Oh, aren't they cute? They're gorgeous, weren't they? In the Forest of Dean, Gloucestershire, where they also talk like that. Um, Five-day-old wild piglets, and they're also called humbugs. Oh, well, that's nice, isn't it? Just a nice little story to end the propaganda corner. Right, um, my first guest is coming up very shortly. He is Ed the Techie, my wonderful friend, meme meister. But first... Um, we've got a little sweeper coming up. Conversations to inform and include. It's meant for everyday people to understand. Today's News Talk Radio. TNT. Hey, fucking hell, it's like a... My head's... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see, I need a big... I need a siren <laughs> to warn me. <laughs> I'm asking for a cup of tea. I'm swearing. I've got... Anyway, this is the Abbey Robert show. It's like no other. Everyone goes, yeah, tell, tell us about it. Mm. Right, my first guest, Ed the Techie. Ed, how are you, mate? I'm doing really good, thanks, Abby. Trying to good. keep my sanity in this crazy clown world. You'll have in to, this crazy if you clown. guys can hear the tapping in the background. The uh, girls weren't online when I before I came on. So I, there was no food feeding them. And literally the minute that uh, Christian kicked me in, the gulls have started tapping. So you might hear some tapping in the background. You might hear a bit of tapping and it's not uh, <laughs> Bill Gates. Bill Gates trying to get in, trying to get in your window. No. Although no. the first time it happened, I did think that there was someone tapping on my window because the, the seagulls have, uh, they somehow managed to sound just like a person tapping. It's, it's really, because I'm four floors up as well. So people aren't going to be tapping on my window. People are going to be. I mean, it, but it's quite. It, I mean, are you afraid of birds? Well, if you are, you, you're you're living in an interesting place. 
<laughs> no, not at all. And I mean, I never really interacted with them apart from being woken up by the squawking. But a couple of years ago, yeah. two of them seemed to have adopted me. Um, and now they just turn up. I call them the Seagull Mafia. Smeagol, as in Lord of the um, Gollum and Stephanie. Stephanie's very well behaved and she'll just sit there and tap a couple of times. So I know she's there. Um, whereas Aww. Smeagol just goes nuts and then he'll start tapping on my bedroom window and the kitchen window. And it's just, that's why I call him Smeagol because it's the, the, the sardines are precious to him. Oh, Smeagol. And uh, for, <laughs> for our viewers outside the UK, um, Ed lives in Brighton, uh, by the way. So uh, that's why. And there's lots of seagulls out there. And they will, won't they? They will um, just take your chips. If you're eating chips, oh, yeah. they will just come down, won't they? Swoop down. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Eating eating food, particularly in the summer in Brighton. Yeah. Well, pretty much anywhere on the south coast. Um, yeah, eating food in the summer is is a very bad idea because you. I mean, I've seen them. There was one time. There's a chap just walking um, down past my square, and I happened to be looking out the window at the time, and he was literally had a piece slice of pizza in his hand, and he was just about to eat it. And a gull just swoops in so quickly. All he all he must have seen was a flash of feathers, and his pizza was gone. Um, and if you have chips out, yeah, it, it's um, you just can't do it. If you sit on the beach with chips, you do have to guard them. But it's, I mean, it's part of the. We, we've got to have our little critters and the fauna and yeah. flora of, of of the islands. And I mean, if you live on the coast, you're going to get gulls. <laughs> it's like if you don't live, if you don't like gulls, go and live in Haywards Heath or somewhere really boring. Exactly. Like yes. Or <laughs> yes. Exactly. Or maybe you don't. Um, but also, and I remember um, gulls uh, being in Edinburgh, seeing a very weird sight. Um, sorry if anyone's eating their breakfast, but I did see a gull uh, basically eating a pigeon. <laughs> it was just like oh and actually and it was weird because people were started gathering around thinking it was an edinburgh fringe show i thought any minute now they're going to try and give it five stars oh they're amazing birds i mean uh, you won't see you'll see um like really cool videos of birds doing all kinds of things and then you go you go to seagulls and there there's videos of seagulls walking into shops and shoplifting chips there's videos <laughs> of seagulls stealing other people's food um there was one yeah. i don't know if you saw it there was a video floating around on twitter a few weeks ago about a gull eating a whole squirrel or or some small Ooh. creature and it took him ages too but he's just i don't know <laughs> I, love I, have, that. I, have... I love that that's the bit that you remember it took him ages i'm <laughs> <laughs> just tipping it oh i tell you oh this tail oh it's taken me it's taken me days to finish this squirrel stuff <laughs> so it's it's carrion isn't it they're they're they're, they're carrion they're eating uh that's what they call it, isn't they're, it? Carrion. Well, they're not. They, I mean, they're, they're they're opportunists. I don't. Uh, they're not like yeah. vultures. They they don't they don't no. hang around dead bodies. I mean, essentially, they're they're fisher fisher birds because they've got webbed yes. feet, so they can yes. they can quite happily swim around and catch fish if they want to. Um, yeah. But no, I, but they'll, they're they're opportunistic and they're very very intelligent. And and I would still like to know who taught seagulls to tap on windows for food. How how does a bird work that out? Honestly, Abby. Yeah. I mean, Exactly. When you, how, when you how stop did, and think they... about it, it's like, huh? Yeah. How did they learn it? Did they observe it? Did they kind of see someone else doing it? And uh, and they do have those eyes, don't they? They do have eyes of the. Um, I mean, if you if you, um, I'm going to say I'm going to sound like a real nutter now. I'm listening to too many uh, James Delingpole uh, podcasts. If you do think <laughs> that dinosaurs were a thing, if you look at seagulls' eyes, they do look quite uh, like pterodactyls, don't they? The 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 little. 
yeah. sort of um yeah the the, the little uh, little do- dino eyes i mean it could be that dinosaurs were giant birds i mean with the, well, the feathers yeah the, the feathers wouldn't last as long as as the bones and ultimately at the end of the day um whatever they're fishing out of this of the soil however old it is um yeah. they they could have looked completely different to what we saw in jurassic park i mean it's a, yeah. it's, it's a simple I'm, I'm fact open. I, I'm I'm open to that. Definitely, definitely. I mean, they do. Yeah, they look. Um, yeah, they do look sort of. Yeah, if you took the feathers off, and they, they look, they look a bit more sort of reptilian. I think seagulls. Anyway, um, on that, I love I love our chats because uh, we haven't talked about what we're going to talk. Well, we'll talk about what we're going to talk about in a minute off the break. But that's why the Abbey Robert show is like no other because we chat about seagulls and and dinosaurs uh, and uh, and seagulls eating pi- uh, squirrels, whole squirrels. Right. Um, we're going to go to a little break. I'll be back with Ed. Uh, the techie don't go anywhere or i'll make you sit in the front row at a sam smith concert i'm abby roberts this is tnt tnt's pervoy morich trans women's milk as good as breast milk says nhs trust yesterday drug-induced chest feeding liquid comparable to that for mothers when it comes to baby nourishment claims hospital and NHS Trust has said that breast milk produced by men is as good for babies as that produced by mother who has given birth. I wonder if I should experiment with that the next time I have a kid. I really, I, 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 I have nothing. I don't know what else to say. I mean, we're just observing the insanity of clown world. Um, yeah. Pervoy Morich on today's News Talk TNT. government is proposing a law known as the hate speech bill that threatens free speech. This law could have dire consequences for our democracy. This law will have uncertain effects on artistic and musical expression. It could stifle the activity of public campaigning on political and civil issues and also curtail speech relating to topics about religion, ethnicity, sex and gender. You could even be jailed for possessing documents, cartoons or memes on your devices, even if you never read them or intended on sharing them. Mere possession could make you a criminal under this law. Help stop this law. Visit www freespeechireland.ie forward slash take action to bin the hate speech bill. For lovers of truth, liberty, free speech, and the pursuit of justice. Who can change the course of mighty rivers. Abby Roberts on today's News Talk TNT. Hi everyone, I'm here with my first guest, the wonderful Ed the Techie, as he's known on Twitter. Uh, and we're going to talk today about um, the, well, uh, the thing that's kind of uh, that's, that's really um, made Twitter sort of um, you know come alive, uh, probably more than it, it usually does. Um, the uh, the serviceman Aaron Bushnell, who uh, self-immolated. I mean, that's that's a phrase that I never thought I'd. I mean, it's one of those things, isn't it, where you you think, oh, is that right? Yes. I mean, burnt himself to death in protest outside the Israeli. Um, embassy in protest about what's happening in Gaza. Tell me your thoughts about the reaction of people that say he was unstable, mentally ill, whatever. I think it's deflection. 
I think there's a there's a psychological thing going on there. Now I'm not claiming to be a psychologist, but I think we've we've got a lot of people on Twitter, social media, etc., that are spouting a lot of noise and they're mm-hmm. protesting and they're banging pot not banging pots sorry that's a bad analogy but they're they're waving banners and they're marching around the streets and they're not achieving very much but they're they're having a sense that they're doing something and they're meeting other people and stuff like that and then along comes this young man who is an active uh, service military personnel in the US Air Force mm-hmm. and he makes a decision now we're all saying oh he was selfish well not we but i've seen people say he was selfish i've seen people say he was mentally ill i see a lot of pro-israel people trying desperately to either suppress the story or make it seem like it was some sort of crazy person doing something insane putting other people in danger and he never put anyone in danger i mean he could have he could have set fire to himself in a crowded room but he didn't. He he went to a he went to a, a not isolated spot, but he was away from people. And when you watch the video, which is it's horrific. It's not. It I, I felt I watched it because I felt like I had a, I had a duty to Aaron to actually mm. witness it and to bear witness to him, as they say. Mm. Um, and I it, he couldn't light it. It was almost like I don't know. Let's let's get religious for a minute. It was almost mm-hmm. like God was saying to him, don't do this. And that lighter wouldn't light. And he kept doing it, he kept doing it, kept doing it. Can you imagine standing in the street, stinking of petrol, having had this? And I don't know what, I wouldn't say he's mentally ill. I think that he perhaps witnessed or knew about something or, or had seen something because we don't know what his role was. We don't know what he's done. We don't know who he's talked to. Um, but to just judge him and say he's selfish, it's just, it's, it, it's dishonoring him, in my opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I mean, he, this is, this is a young man that's chosen to give his life for something he believes in. He's done so in possibly the most painful way. I mean, burning to death is not, I, I wouldn't like that at all. Yes. I don't think anybody would. Mm-hmm. And to choose to do that. I mean, okay. Choose to blow your brains out with a gun. That's one thing that's quick and painless. It's over in a couple of seconds. But I mean, setting fire to yourself um, and then yeah. the media is ignoring it. They're not. I mean, he was he wasn't screaming at the end. He was shouting free Palestine. Mm-hmm. And and the media have just said, oh, we be shouting something about Palestine. Now, consider this for a moment, Abby. What if he had been protesting for the other side? What if he'd gone to the U.N.? And he'd set himself on fire and was shouting, free the hostages, free the hostages, free the hostages. Mm -hmm. He would be plastered over every single newspaper, every TV station. They would all be analyzing his family and saying what a hero he was and everything else. But because he's protesting for the side that doesn't have the money, put it Mm -hmm. that way, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. His 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 death is I don't I just don't want him to be swallowed in silence because he deserves better than that from us because he's yeah. showing us the way. I mean, again, if we want to talk in religious terms, what did Jesus Christ do? He sacrificed mm-hmm. himself for others in a horrifically painful way because being crucified is is up there with being burnt to death as a horrible way to die. Um, and everyone venerates him, and you have a young man that decides to give his life for other people. In, in his own particular way. And he's talking about genocide. I mean, the President Lula of Brazil has been, I mean, I don't like him. I use him a 
jab happy crazy person as far as i'm concerned mm. but he's also a complete new world order monkey but what he said and his his boldness in saying no israel's committing genocide and when you look at what's happening in gaza that's not self defense you don't you don't murder 30,000 people in self defense and anyone who's trying to say it self defense is trying to justify the unjustifiable and in my opinion they need to have a good long look at themselves in the mirror yeah, I mean, beautifully put, Ed. And you're right, um, this man, this young, and I saw a very moving interview with one of his, uh, somebody he trained with at uh, in a military training school, um, who uh, this this young man actually went on to be a conscientious objector. Um, Aaron didn't, he stayed, um, he stayed in the military. And you're right, uh, I think he did see stuff. I think he did um, find it unbearable to, uh, to not, do something like he did um and uh what i i just think somebody who has i mean i i don't have the guts to do that i mean god i mean it was bad enough spending 17 hours in a police cell in hoban um, alone setting myself alight but we have to understand that these are this this is a man um, of principle who said i have to do something that will make the world go hang on what are we doing to all these uh, innocent um, uh, men, women and children? Children, you know, who've done nothing. Who are just in the rubble. And, and that take, that's, it takes enormous, I mean, beyond the word courage. And like you said, Jesus Christ, um, I mean, why not get religious? Although I don't, I mean, the word religion makes me sometimes go a bit, um, but I mean, Christ and God and faith and doing something that you know will have a lasting impact uh, in a good way um, I think should be celebrated, not uh, not derided. Absolutely, and I mean, I should say for for um, clarity that I'm not religious. I'm not a Christian. I'm not a Muslim. Mm -hmm. If someone put a gun to my head and said, "Pick a religion," I would probably choose Buddhist because of of the ones that I've studied and and the teachings. I I Buddhism resonates more with me than the other mm. religions but i hate organized religion i think we all we all find we all have our faith we all have our beliefs and we're all entitled to them um and i think that the the fundamental message that muhammad jesus buddha all of those spiritual leaders fundamentally their message is all the same they didn't preach mm. christianity or buddhism or islam they preached love love of self love of others love of life being in the present moment um they're, they're they're all very similar but then you have humans that come along and they write books and they try and codify things and you have things like the council of nicaea where they basically put the bible together and they left a whole bunch of stuff out that didn't align with their beliefs and mm -hmm. they put a whole bunch of stuff in that did um and it's again it that's just like narrative forming 1300 14 no 1700 years ago um mm. and i it's but in i mean in in the case of aaron his his motivation and his his there's a purity there there's there's a yes not i don't know if it's innocence but there's this something that is so so brave it almost brings a tear to your eye it did i mean when yeah, i yeah. when i realized what had happened but i had the same reaction seeing buddhist monks um self-immolating uh, during the vietnam war I mean, his mm -hmm. that form of protest, as he said himself, I'm about to engage in an extreme form of protest. And I mean, it has it has a tradition. There's there is a tradition of people doing that. And and I think when someone 
chooses to do that to themselves, the rest of us mm. have, should pay attention because they're yeah. trying to say something important and they're trying to they're trying to make us think about something and we need to stop and think about it. We do. And Ed, on, on that uh, brilliant note, um, as always, so great. I, I can't believe we've covered so much. Seagulls, eating squirrels, uh, people setting themselves on fire in protest and being principled. We've even got drifted in a little bit into different faiths. Um, God bless you, Ed. Thank you so much for coming on. Will you come, pleasure, come back um, very, very soon? And we'll uh, we'll talk about some more interesting stuff in the news. Uh, that was the wonderful Ed Ed the Techie, uh, do follow him on Twitter. He's got lots of uh, great things uh, to say. Right, we are going to go to the news headlines now. I'm Abby Roberts. This is TNT. What a news day this is turning out to be. Let's finish it. TNT Radio News. Matt Boyland here with your TNT headlines. It's been revealed the word peace wasn't mentioned once in this week's meeting of European leaders and Western officials who met in Paris to discuss the war in Ukraine. I was very surprised that there was not a single word about any peace plan or peace initiative. And the African nation of Mali is strengthening its ties with Moscow and turning to Russia for help after the UN failed to restore peace and stability in the country. On air and on the app. I listen on the app. Stay up to date around the clock. I listen, therefore I know. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, hello. <laughs> I was just dozing off then. I do need a klaxon. You're back on air, Rabs. Yes, thanks. Wake up. It's like an old granny going, oh, yes. Oh, hello, everybody. Right. Uh, so we're back off the very quick news headlines. Good grief. I mean, I've had, uh, it was bit, I've had men who were uh, lasted longer than that. Anyway, um, my, f- <laughs> my next guest... Stop it, Murray. Uh, my my lovely next guest is Callum Smiles. Callum, I should be calling Callum Laughing, which is always good when I crack a joke. It's always good when people laugh afterwards. Otherwise, it's just, uh, well, it's not a joke. Uh, <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the crazy Abby Roberts show. Uh, mate, how, how are you? Well, firstly, you've got to put me in touch with those men because they sound like absolute studs. I need to learn from them. <laughs> Studs. Well, I'm like count them on one hand. Uh, the ones that have lost it. Anyway, uh, let's let's get off that subject because this is this is a very serious, very serious. Uh, I'm a serious journalist. I'm not at all. But anyway, well, we the stuff we've got to talk about. Um, Callum, uh, I love your. Is that your real name, surname? Smiles. It is. Yeah, it is. That's so good. That's so good. I, but, I love when, it. When I was uh, when I left. When I was at drama school, they thought it was a stage name. I was like, no, it says, that's that's what's on my passport. Yes. Incredible. In fact, no, have, I, I did go out with somebody called Roy Smiles once, uh, who I think is a, a, wrote some plays, actually. Some quite, anyway, um, uh, I, I, I was just sort of yeah, reminded of what I was saying earlier. <laughs> Ron brought me back to Roy Smiles, although it should have been Roy Frowns, because it only lasted a week. Um, but now, Callum, so you said you went to drama school, so you have an acting background, and then where did you, do you still act? Is that your... Yeah, well, no, well, I, I gave all that up during um, Convid uh, when when all the main cast and directors came out saying, if you're not vaccinated, don't even bother applying because we won't audition you. So, and then as soon as the main ones did it, the small ones did it, one of the directors used to hire me a lot when it's people like you that are killing people. And I was like, who's dying? Like, look outside, look beyond the TV. Who's dying? Mm. 
Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I would like to get back into it. I am. A, I really want to get in touch with Graham Lenahan because I've got an idea for a uh, a pantomime, a, pan- a pantomime at next Christmas. But um, yeah. yeah, it'd be nice to tread the boards again one day. But for the time being, there's a there's a world to save. Yes, in, indeed. And Graham Lenahan, well, I'll, I'll put in a good word because uh, me and Graham are uh, twi- we're Twitter pals. So I'll just I'll, I'll drop him a little line. He's very he's lovely, Graham. Very, very, very nice. Um, and of course, very outspoken about the gender woo woo. I call it that that rubbish. Um, now, Callum, you were with Rebel News, I understand as well. So you've um, and uh, you, so tell us what tell us uh, how you got into that doing news stuff. Yeah, so when, when I when that I realised the whole acting stuff was done, or at least temporarily done, mm. uh, I then I started. Well, I used to watch a lot of Stephen Crowder videos, and I really liked his change my mind. So I started doing a thing called uh, "Convince Me Otherwise," you know, make it a bit of a British British slant on things. Yeah, and um, what then became my producer at Rebel, um, he saw he saw my videos. He's like, I think you'd be a perfect fit. Would you be interested? I'm, I'm looking at going back to Rebel myself. Do you wanna, do you wanna come? And uh, yeah, so they they took me on, and him and I went, and we, I think we were averaging around seventy three thousand views per video, or just on YouTube alone. Some of them were like in the hundreds of thousands, and we did stories that no one else did. You know, I, I still don't think a journalist has been inside the migrant hotels uh, I, I might be wrong but you know we did an entire news report pretending to be electricians from inside them and we went undercover in calais and you know we, we, we were doing what i thought was real journalism yeah oh well, that's incredible and what were you finding in there was it like proper sort of uh, just i mean people just milling around in the hotels or were they in their rooms what was happening in the hotels uh, what I found was I was even there. I think I was the poorest man. <laughs> you know, I saw, oh, I saw all these all these men with like you know new brand spanking new Nike trainers, and they all had the latest smartphone. Yeah, there was one bit I was gutted we couldn't because we had what we what we had to do was like we'd have we'd have like a notepad so we looked like we were working, but we'd hold our phone on like, the outside so like you know as it looks like we we're writing down, we're actually like filming everything. And yeah. there was one, when we walked through one room. Um, there was like it was it was too dark to like see on camera phones, but like the mountains of boxes of food, and then the worst thing was when you're walking along the corridors, like a lot of the food goes to waste, and you're like bloody hell, yeah. we're paying for this. Not only that, they're getting a cash allowance, and this is one of one of over three hundred hotels that have been paid for by the UK taxpayer, against our will, of course. Yes, on oh, just on oh, just unbelievable. I mean, and of course, it's, and it's always uh, men of a certain age, isn't it? You never see women and children uh, tagging along um, in these places, so it makes me very suspicious. We're going to go um, to a quick break now, um, Callum, but we'll be back um, very very shortly. So do not go anywhere, or I'll send Tony Blair round to give you a PCR test. I'm Abby Roberts. This is TNT. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. Scientists are freaking out over how warm the ocean has gotten. They should freak out. You know why? Because it's proof that it cannot be man-made. CO2 back radiation only penetrates the top millimeter or two of the oceans. So what's warming the ocean? Well, if you've been listening and following some of my writings... It appears logical and appears obvious that this has to be natural, specifically geothermally driven. Now, there are some other arguments out there. The solar people say because of the reduction of 
incoming rays. It could be affecting the cloud cover. However, as a meteorologist, I could tell you why there's less cloud cover over the tropics. If it warms, and it's going to be distorted warming because of what we call the thermohaline circulation, it warms more away from the equator than around the equator. It affects the vertical velocity patterns, which lessen the upward motion over the tropical oceans. And guess what happens? You have less clouds. Now, I'm not going to get into an argument with my solar friends. I will tell you this. Those scientists that are panicking over how warm the ocean is getting should be panicking because it means that they can't possibly be right as to the cause and their gravy train should come to an end. I'd be panicking too. This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog Meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. There are 16 million children struggling with hunger in America. That's one in five daughters, sons, neighbors, and classmates who don't know where their next meal is coming from. Yet billions of pounds of good food go to waste every year. It's time we do something about it. Feeding America is a nationwide network of food banks that helps provide meals to millions of kids and families in need. Visit feedingamerica.org to help them feed even more. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Free thinking and with something to say. Abby Roberts on today's News Talk. TNT. TNT. And I'm here with my guest, uh, Callum Smiles, the wonderful Callum Smiles, and uh, what a very appropriate surname for you, my darling. So tell me, you were in uh, Wales, the land of my fathers, Abby Roberts, uh, land of my fathers, and uh, in the, you, were, there's a, you put a photograph on your Twitter, I refuse to call it that. Twitter, uh, formerly known as Twitter, the site formerly known as Twitter, you put a photograph up of you in a men's bathroom, in a men's loo, uh, and what was displayed on the counter? Let us know. Yeah, I mean, I hope no one's internet cut out after you said you took a picture in the men's toilets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, so there was um, three pads <laughs> and tampons because, you know, clearly men men need that i mean there must be a, a serious amount of nosebleeds or, or bullet wounds in the center if they need them <laughs> in the toilet i mean ridiculous pads and tampons i mean what the hell Wales? what are you doing and like you said when we were off air you went back to wiltshire and you were like oh suddenly kind of some kind of normality yeah Wales. i mean under drakeford they went proper commie didn't they they went proper uh proper right off the rails yeah yeah, the, the, the Drakeford that actually um, ran away from Wales yesterday. He was in Brussels when all this was going on. But, um, you know, you yeah. met, you know, Twitter then, actually, I put a tweet after all that because I, I got so many comments on um, on that video. And I put, um, what did I say on Twitter? Like, oh, the trannies are angry today. And Twitter censored that. They didn't. So I'm probably going to get Elon. banned again. I love that, the trannies. Oh, for heaven's sake, it's just so ridiculous. I mean, I mind you, I was booted off Twitter for eight months in 2022 um, for basically saying stop the vaccines. I kept saying it, though. I kept literally repeating it. And then it was basically like I went to Twitter one day and it was like, no account. They've taken me off eight months. Uh, but I, don't, I still don't think Elon, Elon Musk, it's not free speech, though, is it? Because if you can't say trannies, then what kind of world are we living in? 
Well, one that's run by trannies. <laughs> one that's run by bloody trannies. For heaven's sake, men in frocks bleed chicks with dicks. I mean, it's just outrageous. Um, so let's talk about, I've got to talk about the farmers' protest. We can't just be talking about chicks with dicks because it's a serious news show, everyone. Come on, calm down. Um, now, the farmers, what the hell? You see, I think we're back to communism again because, as I said, Stalin... Uh, loved taking people's land, loved telling them what to do. It, I think that's what's going on here. So tell me, you were at the protest, what you were, James Freeman, who's a fellow presenter on TNT. Uh, tell us what you were, what you were doing there in Cardiff. Well, yeah, com commies, commies always goes go after the farmers first because when you control the food, you can get you can get a population to do whatever you want just to just to yep. feed themselves that day. Um, yes, yeah, so, so I was James Freeman's cameraman yesterday. This is actually the second far protest I've been to. I was, uh, I've been at one in The Hague uh, when I was at Rebel News. And, you know, this movement started in the Netherlands. Uh, they were yes. inspired by, by the truckers of Canada. But um, this, seems to have, this seems to be spreading like wildfire in Europe, which is, which is good. I mean, I've said this before on TNT. Who, who on earth would have on their bingo card the farmers would probably come to save us you know you kind of hope maybe the military with all their military might would actually go this is crazy we're going to kick you guys out but no it's a bunch of men on tractors with sheep who <laughs> <laughs> are exactly with their with their pitchforks but i mean you're absolutely yeah. right you know because he, um, if you control the production of food uh, you can you control people's behavior don't you you, you say well and also this yeah. whole ridiculous you know george Monbiot. That idiot on Twitter. Anyone? I mean, he's he's a proper he's a proper commie. Honestly, it's just if you look at his Twitter, he's basically saying um, that it's just it's all conspiracy, you know, and that it's a good thing to take away the land from the Welsh, take all the all the sheep off, and just put trees there. It's like, oh, what could possibly go wrong if you take all the you know you take yeah. all the food away from people? I mean, unless we suddenly become deer, like we can't really eat these trees. But no, it's um, exactly. it, so what, what's happening is 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 the Welsh government. So basically, farming needs to be subsidised. Unfortunately, it, it it's not it's not economically done. Um, mm. so they need subsidies, and unfortunately, with all these genetically modified crops and all that, we we are poisoning ourselves. But farming yeah. needs subsidies, and they are saying that if you want these subsidies to continue, you have to turn X amount of your land into into woodland. You know for. Mm climate change um yeah. so it, it's 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 gonna absolutely destroy food production and you know it's almost like the carbon they want to get rid of is us is us and next they'll be going because you said uh you know unless we turn into deer that'll be the next thing people will be identifying as deer <laughs> they'll well, they'll well, be they'll the next thing they'll <laughs> have to like literally like dressing up in deer costumes you know, furries, well, the bloody hell you call them. Um, oh, but yes, God, it, that's it a is, thing, isn't it? Yeah. It is a thing, yeah. Furry, it's like so weird. I mean, just what happened to this... Stop the world, I'm getting off. <laughs> Stop the world, you've gone absolutely bonkers, uh, identifying as a, you know, as a, as a teddy bear or whatever the hell. Um, and yeah, in the toilets and we're all turning into furries. 
We're all turning to furries. It was like, you know, men cannot use tampons. Get over yourselves. Um, yeah, but it's, you know, it's, it's right. The farmers, um, yeah, it is. It, and it's just weird. Wales is kind of, and of course they're using it because Wales and Ireland is, uh, is going to be, uh, will definitely come under the hammer with this because I think Europe, European Union, um, which is not, by the way, in my view, individual European countries that are amazing. I've traveled for, uh, extensively around Europe. We're talking about the, the, unelected bureaucracy of the European Union they they will um they will they they'll love doing it in Wales because they they control Wales and Ireland because they gave them a lot of European money didn't they so they're able to go but what, we'll have you first what I think, please what I think likes of Drakeford is forgetting is that actually Wales voted to leave so mm -hmm. I mean I, I'm break I'm, I'm 29 uh next month 29 uh, was I, I was I was 21 I was 21 when I voted to leave the European Union and I'm still yes. waiting for it so yeah <laughs> what's yeah. going on you know the the West voted to leave and yet uh, the EU is still running that I'm actually going to Ireland next week to make an immigration documentary who who interestingly also voted to leave back in was it 2008 and then they were basically told try again and get the right answer get this time the but right think, answer yeah there's I a think, there's, um, there's there's a common thing here, isn't there? Yes, indeed. Um, Callum, I'm afraid we've come to the end of this uh, of your one your wonderful uh, interview, wonderful chat. Will you come back, please? Come back, and you can tell us all about your your Absolutely Irish Abby. documentary. Are you going to be doing a little bit of hey today, hey today, hey today? <laughs> so I've just insulted uh, all my Irish, all my Irish <laughs> listeners and followers. But you know I'm what I'm land, saying, basically. Go, You're on Abbey Roberts' show. Get out. <laughs> Get out. And you've got to call it the COVID, right? Whenever you're talking to somebody, say the COVID. That's, uh, that's, that's my rule. Anyway, Callum, it's lovely to speak to you, mate. And God bless you. Very talented, very talented young man. We're lucky to have you um, amongst us. So thank you. God bless you, mate. Uh, right. Um, you can uh, speak to me. You can uh, go on the live chat. Or you can, um, I don't know, send a pigeon. Don't send a bloody seagull, for crying out loud. Probably trying to eat me alive. Or you can... Go old school on the old dog and bone. Here are the numbers to call, baby. Our lines are open. From the U.S. and Canada, call 1-888-201-6425. From the U.K., call 033-0024-1026. And from Australia and New Zealand, call 1-800-670-310. Free speech is alive and well on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Up the, hello. Um, <laughs> honestly, I've got the dev. I've got a little devil on my shoulder today. It's terrible. Um, it's probably because I know who's uh, on the line. Hang a bit. I'm gonna do the music. Um, wait. <laughs> du, 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 du. Oh, Is, are you there? Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm here. You know, I look forward to this part of the program. I, I don't know what it is about it, but I just look forward to... I mean, you don't know what could happen in the next few minutes. And then when I disappear, the transmission returns back to normal. So there you are. Yes. Um, um, look, I, I do have some... I was just listening to some of that. Look, I think I like... And I don't know where it was, which part. It might have been France where I heard about these farmers' protests, where they actually mm. held up... They actually blocked some roads or something. I forget exactly how it worked, but they... They uh, pretty much brought the place to a halt and said, well, without us, you can't eat. And, you know, I think if they're going to take any sort of stand, that's kind of what they should be doing. They should be saying, well, without us, you don't eat. 
pretty simple to you guys. Look after us or, mm. you know, you can start. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, we, we and like I said, uh, um, what do you think, Siv, about my comparison with, uh, that's what Stalin did. He basically said, I'm, well, in fact, he didn't give people a choice. He just went no. in and, and did it. Well, isn't it funny you mentioned Stalin and then, you know, we, had a, we have a discussion too about, you know, Marxism people are now starting to rediscover mm. what that is and all of this yep. stuff. You know, and the people who lived through it, um, they've been warning us. They've been warning us for ages and ages and ages that, you know, we, we're bound to repeat this if we don't take them seriously. We don't listen to what they're saying. The people who lived under Mao's wonderful cultural revolution, which killed a whole lot of people, millions, I forget exactly the figure, um, but in that time, he killed a whole lot of people and we're being told that, you know, about how brutal these things can get, but we don't believe them because the communists and Marxists They've become a bit smarter. They've actually repackaged their ideology in Australia, the UK, and the US. And the ideology is, well, look, we'll give you free stuff. You know, if you vote for us, we'll give you some free stuff with no actual concept of where that free stuff comes from. Oh, it's not going to come from you guys. It's only going to come from the wealthy, the wealthy types. That's that's who it's going to come from. So, I think we do have to be wary of it. I think we do have to open up these discussions. And uh, I, th I think we've, we've got to do that. Now, I will uh, disappear out the window with the milk trays, and when I return tomorrow, it'll be Easter eggs, because Easter's around the corner. You really Easter's it coming is. up around the corner. Yes. I can't wait. I can't wait to, to speak to you again, uh, Siv. I can't wait to. I can't wait till you call again tomorrow. Bless oh, you, mate. Oh, you're, somebody's you're, put you're here. The only one. You are the only one who can't wait. I, I think there'll be people oh. listening to this going, oh, we can't wait till he gets <laughs> off, so I will. Good to talk to you, Abby. Good to talk to you, mate. And, and away he goes. Somebody on the live chat put, Abba, you need the black magic man also, as if it's always milk tray, you'll be getting called racist. <laughs> black magic. For heaven's sake, you in the live chat. Oh, I see. Now you're bloody talking about, about the show. Because uh, I was looking at it thinking, where is everybody? Uh, so let's have a little look at it. Deloitte chat. Uh, Jan Newell, Callum Smiles. Um, what a great guest. I'm a fan of Rebel News, um, and uh, this is Hidden Truth, what does it say? Hidden Truth by something, by a shower of bastards, says it's great we have so many true independent people reporting the truth, and fortunately so many independent platforms to tell the truth, including this one everybody. Do not take TNT for granted everyone, I'm telling you now, I grew up with the BBC, ITV, uh, I mean, back then, though, of course, you know, you probably would have two sides of an argument on one of those, you know, late night shows. Basically, that I grew up with the mainstream media. My parents were both journalists. My mum and dad met on the South Wales Echo, um, and uh, and so I grew up in a household where there's lots of different debate about different things. Free speech was absolutely paramount. However, over the last, I'd say, probably twenty years, fifteen, twenty years, we gradually, you know, the the the, the what's a, uh, the, the the kind of push has been towards getting rid of free speech into collectivism, the cultural Marxism, all that stuff is all tied in. So things like TNT are vital. I cannot tell I cannot underline the importance of this channel enough because, you know, we speak to talk about Gaza. We can talk about Israel. We can talk about 
Putin. We can talk about uh, we can talk about uh, the, the government of this country, Australia. We can talk about tyranny. We can talk about the the jabs, uh, the vaccines that are killing people. We can talk about the gender woo stuff. Um, you know, it's all up for grabs, and it's vitally important that we keep this uh, conversation going. And we can disagree, and then uh, just get on with our lives. You know, um, you know, it's not the end of the world if you disagree with somebody. So let's have uh, another little look at the live chat here. Oh, I know what I want to tell you. Tomorrow, well, so today I'm going to put a poll on Twitter, uh, and it's going to be called Wanger of the Week. OK, so I want you and I'm going to name people, list people in a poll. And I want people to go on Twitter and vote for Wanger of the Week. And tomorrow I'll be revealing Wanger of the Week. I could have called it something else, but I would probably be fired. So it's got to be Wanger, everyone. Uh, and I love the word Wanger. What a great word that is. Oh, yeah, such a oh, you Wanger. Um, so uh, let's have a little look. Uh, TNT is the only station I listen to now. Learn so much from all the presenters and guests. And that's from Mogden. Mally Bites. Is it Mally? Yeah, Mally Bites <laughs> has put quite a rude, uh, a rude gif. It's basically somebody with an enormous like pink balloon sticking out. Good grief. What's got into you all? Um, uh, oh, um. The guy who burned himself is dead and nothing has changed. He will, someone's put, he will be forgotten by next week. That's Dave, uh, that's Jan Newell. I, well, he won't be because I'll be talking, we'll be talking about it. You know, we'll be talking about these things. It's very important. If people have got principles and they stick to them, uh, then that's, uh, that's all well and good, you know, because we are living in, you know, beyond no illusion, everybody, this isn't just some kind of, oh, oh dear, the world's gone a bit kind of, oh, it's gone a bit mad for a second. We are properly um, in, um, uh, in uh, I mean, the Cuban Missile Crisis, we're that way, is, was a, just a piece of piss compared to this. Um, you know, the Suez Canal, all that sort of stuff is, is, is uh is nothing compared to what we're going through now because we are essentially seeing uh the implosion of the west unless we grab it by the by the bollocks and uh, pull it back and i think we are but you know it's going to take some work it's going to take some effort uh to do it um but i think it'll definitely be worth it uh, i mean you know the so-called west whatever i mean look at the principles that we're meant to have they were thrown out weren't they over the last four years um, with a the COVID tyranny and, uh, you know, um, being compelled, being forced, coerced into having experimental gene therapies, wearing masks, all that um, is, I can't tell you how, I mean, you know, on a daily basis, it makes me angry. Um, but I do believe that the justice will be served. Uh, if I've got anything to do with it, it bloody well will be. And I know there are people listening and watching who will be uh, agreeing with me too that what we've seen is nothing short of disgraceful and disgusting and criminal and evil. But they're not going to stop there. That's hence the farming discussion. Uh, the land, the land, you, you, you have land, it's your land. You plant what you want on it. That is not down to the state uh, or the, the government. That is not up to them. So, like I said, Dora Pete's line blue in the face. Think of this as collectivism, as global collectivism. So not just in one country like Russia or China or North Korea or Venezuela. We're talking about across the world. 60 seconds to go, everyone. Did it, did it, did it, did it, did it.
I might have a cocktail now. Oh, it's, it's a bit early. It's only nine o'clock, but hey, what the hell. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching. I'll be back tomorrow at 8 a.m. UK time at 6 p.m. Uh, Brisbane time and three something if you're in New York City. Okay, thanks for joining me uh, and God bless you all. Have a great day. Be seeing you.